house of the Lord. Let's stand, sing some worship. It's good this midweek service gets a little pick me up again. Sing a song with me. This is the day the Lord has made. Oh, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the says, uh, pray for Brother Jimmy Harrell's wife, Sister Paulette. She has advanced Alzheimer's disease, and I'm sure it's coming on pretty hard and probably hard for the family. Let's remember them in prayer. And also, Sister Nancy is uh, going into therapy, so let's keep her in our prayers. Amen. Brother George, you want to come lead the prayer? How many of us happy to be here in the house of the Lord? Amen. Let's just go to him in prayer now. Lord Jesus, Lord, it is indeed a privilege tonight to come to you. And Lord, it is a privilege, Lord, that we can offer these requests up to you, Lord. The, the spoken requests, the unspoken requests, Lord. It's a privilege, Lord, that we can come to a prayer answering God tonight, Lord. It's a privilege that we're lifting them up, Lord, and believing, and Lord, that you're moving on the scene for each one, Lord. And now we just thank you for that, Lord. We just pray you'd be with them, Lord, and help with the recovery. And Lord, bless the families, Lord, that's suffering. We just, we, we hold them all up to you tonight, Lord, believing. And Lord God, we ask that this service tonight, Lord, would be a blessing, Lord. We ask that your spirit would just so come down into our midst, Lord, that you'd walk up and down each aisle, Lord, and minister to the needs of your people tonight, Lord. Lord, we pray for Brother Matt tonight, Lord, that you would anoint him as he leads us in worship, Lord, and the musicians, Father, and, and Lord, we ask that you would just bless our pastor tonight as he ministers the word of God, Lord, and breaks to us the bread of life, Lord, and we just ask you, God, that you just feed us with your Holy Spirit tonight, Lord, and the Holy Spirit feeds on the word of God, Lord. We, we know we'll have the word, Lord. We just ask you to help us to receive it, Lord. And we commit it into your hands now in the name above every name, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Amen and amen. Amen. I'm going to make it. We're going to make it. Amen. Sing this with me. side. He's going to help you make it through, man. It's different now. Well, it's different now since Jesus saved my to hear them sing 
My God is real. He proves himself day and day, time and time again. There are some things I may not know. There are some places.
seats.
there all the time. Sister McCabe, you got a song? Let's just sing that again as she comes. He was there all the time. He was there all the time. He was there all the time.
That's humbling, man. When he was on the cross, he was thinking of each one of us, man. Let's stand as we change the order of service. I think that's, uh, that's something that just keeps holding me. Amen. But I'm not holding myself. He's holding me, man. Help me sing this song as our pastor comes. The trial of the world was getting closer. that this evening. Very good evening to you. It's good to be in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. I certainly believe that we're living in a wonderful time. When you look around the churches today, you see the signs of the end time. You see the conditions of the people. And you know that it is fulfilling what our Lord Jesus said in Matthew 24, 37, as it was in the days of Noah. 
so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. You know what it is? It's the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the test is to see who will stay in the ark. A lot of people has come into the ark, but the test is, are you going to stay in the ark? Are you going to stay in Jesus Christ? I believe we're living at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe that? Noah preached 120 years. And the people of his time didn't believe it. I believe we're very close. You see, the Holy Spirit travels. The gospel light travels in three stages. With Paul, it crossed the Mediterranean into Germany. Under Luther, sanctification. It crossed from there into the English Channel to Wesley under, uh, or justification rather, sanctification under Wesley. Then it left the English Channel and crossed the Atlantic into the West Coast, the United States, with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in 1906 at Azusa Street. Started with Brother William Seymour on Bonnie Bray Street. Friends, I'd say the coming of the Lord is close. From the time the Holy Spirit has been on, on poor to the Gentile church. I want, you, I want you to take notice now. Noah preached 120 years. And then the rapture took place. I believe we're close. From 1906 to 2022, we're shy about three years for 120 years to be out. I say we're close to the coming of the Lord. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. But the test is on the bride of Christ. You hear it preached for years. Well, Noah preached 120 years. Friends, it's sneaking up on us. It's been close to 120 years since the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I say we're close to the coming of Christ. I say we stay into the ark where God wants his bride to be this evening. Certainly appreciate the songs that were sang. And we certainly appreciate the presence of the Lord here. You see, friends, the gospel traveled from east to west. And it's back on the east coast, the east and the west has met. The civilization, the sunrise in the east, in the oldest civilization, China. And it is set in the west. Hallelujah. Amen. East and west has now met. Something is going to happen. There's a people that's getting ready to get out of Satan's Eden. You look at the condition of the church and you know that it's close. You know it's the time as it was in the days of Noah. See, people fooled around. They played around. They, they, they thought the preaching was just the same repetitious thing, but they failed to realize it was the gospel. God has given us a message in this age. It is the message of Jesus Christ. And we've had one generation die, not a generation die. We're moving on to a second and a third generation, and the same message is being preached. And you and I are the recipients of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I say 2020, I guess 2026 will be 120 years. Listen, friends, we don't have long. And I'm, not, I'm not being a, a typologist. I'm just telling you we are, we are at the end time. 
People are just playing churches and they don't realize that God has given us a promise. In this age there will be a rapture. And your family, your heritage are going to come in. You believe that? How many are just sick and tired of the enemy messing with your heritage? I want to ask you a question tonight. Have you got any fight in you left to fight for your heritage? The fight for your family. The fight for your children. To tell them, get into the ark. Hallelujah. God's going to shut the door. And when it's shut, there's no way out, friends. I tell you what, I pray God will shut all of our families in this uh, evening. I want to take you right into the text of scriptures uh, for the message this evening. In uh, Psalms 127. You appreciate the Lord. You realize there's no more message to be preached? There's, there's no more civilization. This is the end time. This is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is where we're at right now. There, there's no more. Nothing else to come. This is it. We are at the finality of it all right now. You say, well, I, I, I don't know if I'll ever live to see that time. It will happen in this generation. I can tell you that. There, there is not any more to come. We are at the very end because uh, modern events are being made clear by vindicated prophecies. You're seeing it right before your eyes. There's no reason to be gloomy tonight. There's no reason to be sad tonight. You have the greater thing that God has given you, and that is the absolute word of God that will rapture you out of this body. Everything else will fall apart. Everything else that we so encumber ourselves with will just have to take the back seats. You believe it? All right, let's look now at Psalms 127 and verses uh, 3 for the message. David says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Children, your children are an heritage of the Lord. Doesn't matter if they're babies or if they're teenagers or if they're married or if they're married with children, they are your heritage. If you as a mother here has brought them into this world, you will always be their mother. And you will always have an intuition. And you will always know what's going on. Can you say amen? A mother intuition never ceases. Because her children are married. They have a natural God-given instinct on the inside to know what's going on. That's exactly right. Look, my mother's passed on and gone with the Lord some months now. But there's never failed one time if I'm dealing with some matters in my life that God hasn't notified her. And she calls me up on the phone in the midst of it. And I want to deny it so bad, but I know I can't cross. That God-given instinct that's there. That instinct is of God. Yes, your parents will always be your parents. And the children are your heritage. Isaiah chapter 54 and 13. This is speaking now of the restored wife of Jehovah. Of course, it has a compound meaning. It can be 
applied to the Gentile church. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the peace of thy children. All thy children shall be thought of the Lord. And great shall be the peace of thy children. What a promise. I want to speak to you tonight on and warn you and give you the heads up that Satan wants your heritage. He wants what belongs to you. He wants what comes out of your marriage. He wants what God has promised you. He wants to destroy that which God has given you tonight. And I believe we have some parents here that are willing to fight to the uh, finish for their heritage. And to go to the extent to protect that heritage that God has given them. And it is the enemy that is after what God has given you. Satan is messing with your heritage tonight. But I've come with a message to encourage you that God has given you your heritage. And by God's grace, we will all enter into the ark. A place of safety. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening, Lord, and we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you, Lord, that we have a place today that we can come a city of refuge, a place of refuge that we can uh, come at the cool of the evening and feel your divine presence here tonight. I pray, God, that you will anoint my mind and spirit as I speak the word of life to your people. And may the people be receptive to the word of the Lord as we see the end is near, as we see many things happening around us. Help us, Lord, to be alert, to be sober, to be vigilant, to be on our toes, to not get caught up in the winds of Laosia, but to see the purpose that you've placed us here for. Help us, Lord, refocus our visions tonight. We commit ourselves into your hand and the reading of your word and your people in Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. You know, Satan is so perverted, so sick, so disgusting, so vindictive, so vile, and so obsessed with your family. He knows that if he can bring disturbance into your family, that he's got you distracted. He's willing to do anything out of his power to destroy their innocence and ruin their lives. Look, Satan is not playing games. He's not like you and I just maybe faking just for a moment. He's out on a mission and that's to destroy the family of God. You believe that? He has one ambition and that is to kill their influence of the things of God. You see, Satan is not interested in all the acquirement that they can achieve. All their ambitions 
and all their uh, all, all the achievements they can acquire in life. Satan is out for one thing, and that's to destroy their godly lineage. And I believe as parents tonight that God has called us to rise higher than what the enemy can do in our time. You see, his, his attack tonight are so insidious and meticulously calculated because he knows that, uh, that you love your, your heritage. He knows that you love your children. He knows that is your life. He knows that's what you live for. In all of your achievements, the greatest thing that you want to see is your children serve Jesus Christ. So he's very insidious in the way he go about. So meticulously he calculated on their well-being. You see, so often he has already crept in unaware and capture our family right before our very eyes. You see, he's conning. He wants to keep them from the knowledge of God and God's promises. He will distract us with everything here that is in this life. He will place all kinds of proposition before their eyes to get them away from the spiritual heritage and the years that you put into them. Satan is crafty, subtle, conning. Convincing, he's devious, devastating, and he's ruthless tonight. Friends, if Satan is after your heritage tonight, that is not a light matter. That is not something we just just look away from. We need to look into this matter and say, Satan, you robbed me of my heritage. You've took my son. You've took my daughter. You've took my grandchildren. You're working in the midst of my family. And I'm here to fight with everything in me tonight. You believe it? You see, he's the master of deception, the father of all lies. He wants your families tonight. You believe it? I believe I want to alarm you tonight and put you on guard to be willing to do whatever it takes to stop the attack against your family. If we are going to stop the attack against her family, there are some steps we need to take. As a church, as a brotherhood, as a sisterhood, as a church collectively, together we are in this fight together. Can you say amen? I'm going to pray for your heritage, and you're going to pray for my heritage, and we're going to fight our way to the finish line. You believe it? The Apostle Peter warns us in 1 Peter 5 and 8, he says, be sober, be vigilant, because whose adversary? Your adversary. The devil has a own line walking about, seeking whom he may devour. The devil is an equal opportunity adverse adversary tonight. Yes, he's a very equal uh, opportunity adversary tonight. And, and he's looking for every opportunity that he can to try to rob us of our heritage. 
You know, friends, I'll say this, and I know you feel the same way about your heritage. The greatest thing that I want, I feel like John, is to hear that my children walk in truth. Walk in truth. To live for truth. Because nothing here matters. All these things are going to resolve. All these things are going to pass away. But the spiritual lineage, hallelujah, that you've instilled inside of them will stay forever. He doesn't mind age or gender tonight. All he wants is to kill, steal, and destroy. He'll put them on drugs. He'll cause them to get out of church. He'll distract them with opportunities. He'll make proposition against them. You need to pray like you never prayed before. That, oh, God, where are they at? I still believe that you're able to bring them back. I don't care how much drugs they've been on. How much perversion they've sunk low into. Your grace is able to pick them up tonight. Your mercy can bring them back in Jesus' name. You believe it? Remember the pits from whence you were drawn. Hallelujah. Remember the pit from where God draw you from tonight. And he's able to draw your heritage tonight. The thing about it is we've got to get down to business with the enemy and let Satan know he will not rob our heritage. No, you're going to stop right there. If I have to pray all night, I'm going to pray tonight. He wants your children because he wants to steal your reward and rob you of your heritage that God has promised unto you. God has promised us that our heritage will receive the blessings of the Lord. Praise God. But you see, it is Satan's ambition to try to distract us away from those things. Listen, friends, more than anything, I want to see my children filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't care where they're at, full of the Holy Ghost. I don't care what church they're in, full of the Holy Ghost, on fire for Christ. You believe it? You see, Satan understands that if he gets your heritage at an early age, he'll have them for years if not for their entire lives. But I'm not willing to give them to Satan. I say no to Satan tonight. I say no to Satan. You're not going to have my heritage for a lifetime. You believe it? I remember, how many remembers the, the slogan of the 80s for drugs that Nancy Reagan coined? What was it? Just say no. Just say no, hallelujah. I say, parent tonight, just say no. You may have had them, but you're not going to have them for a lifetime. You believe it? Yeah, Satan understands. He knows what's going on. He understands that our children can give into peer pressure easily. It is easy, never mind our children, even as adults, we struggle with peer pressure. Peer pressure from churches, from ministries, from pastors, from preachers. I say we stay under the pressure of the Holy Ghost. You believe it? He knows this because he has been walking, the Bible says, to and fro in the earth, seeking and watching. 
Satan don't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to be happy. You know how, how he makes you unhappy? When he messes with your heritage. When he messes with your heritage. I don't care about anything else, friends. But I'll tell you what, I love my children. I love my four grandchildren. I want to leave you on a legacy. Amen. That we serve God together in Satan's Eden and cross the finish line. And I'm not going by myself. You're going with me. You're bringing your children in right behind me. Hallelujah. Your grandchildren, your sons, your daughters, your heritage. We're going in. Are you agreeing with me tonight? I'm not doing this by myself. We're all going to make it by God's grace. You believe it? You see, he knows when parents take the right attitude towards Christ that he's powerless. You believe that? Yes, he is. In a message, Hebrew chapter 7, part 1. 1957, July the 15th in the evening service. Brother Brian said, your attitude towards Christ will make a great impression at what your children will be. Your life that you live before your family will make an impression on what your children will be. When parents take on the right attitude towards Christ and His Word, Satan stands powerless before them. Hallelujah. What is our attitude towards the Word? Lord, I tell you, I just love you so much. I'm going to hear your voice tonight. I'm going to heed what you have to say. I believe you've sent your Holy Spirit to speak to me tonight. I don't care what it is, Lord. Tell me something tonight. Let me have that attitude. Talk to me tonight, Lord. Tell me something. I'm here to hear from God. You believe it? When you come with that kind of attitude, then Satan stands powerless. When we come into the house of God and say, Lord, make me teachable. Make me pliable. Make me a person to heed wisdom and understanding. Cause me to come in the ways of God tonight. You see, when parents take on an attitude of carelessness about the welfare of their family, Satan will replace this with poisonous disease that would fester and grow into a spiritual cancerous death sentence in their lives. It does. It just grows into and fester into a cancerous death sentence in the life of people. It pays for us to heed warning. It pays for us to come under the Holy Spirit guidance. It pays for us to hear the voice of God. It's time that parents I say this evening, moms and dads, take the initiative to display a token life before their children. You believe it? How many are willing to do that? Lord, I've been wrong. Lord, I messed up. Lord, I've acted in ways I shouldn't act. Lord, I've been a poor example. But Lord, I repent before you. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me. But I'm going out to my heritage. And I'm telling my daughter. I'm telling my son. I'm telling my grandchildren. I've been wrong. And I repent it. I'm taking the way of Christ tonight. You believe it? Love what Brother Bram said in a message to Token in July the 1st in a morning service to Token 963. He said, when the token is displayed, 
then the whole family must be under that token. Blood, Papa, Mama, I know you feel I've got children too. Amen? I know how you feel I've got children too. Only when the token is displayed, then the whole family must be under that token. Praise the Lord. Are you pulling the token over your family? Satan wants your heritage. And Satan can't lie to us any longer by condemnation. By telling us that we messed up and we weren't poor, we were poor examples. Are we done this? Are we done that? You need to tell the devil, that's right. But I've repented and I've come under the token. And I'm pulling that token over my family, over my heritage. Satan, I say no to you tonight. You can't have my heritage. You believe it? He goes on, he says, apply it, believe it, clean up, let your children. Amen. Let your family, let your loved ones see it in you. That's right. It'll take offense. Yes, sir. Let them see you've got a repentant heart. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. I've been callous. I've been indifferent. I've been indifferent and vile. And vile. I've been defiant. But Lord, I repent. You believe it tonight? I'm believing it by the grace of God. Amen. I love that. He said, uh, they will see it. That's right. And it'll take effect. Praise God. You know, nothing is more impressive to a child than to see a parent become broken and contrite before them. It's to see parents sit down with grown children and say, I have been wrong in this way. And I should not have acted in this way. And my arrogance has got the best of me. And my pride got the best of me. And when they see tears of repentance, it is a token being applied to their lives. They'll see something that the world knows nothing about. The world knows nothing about repenting. All they want to say is pray, 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 pray. Pray, everybody pray. Nobody wants to repent. But I believe there's a church that knows how to repent. We need to understand the devices the devil used to attack our families with tonight. Listen, you see, these devices are spirits. And there are many spirits that have set an attack against our heritage. It's true. There, 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 there are various spirits that let us out to attack our families. But we have got to see what it is and identify it. And said, Satan, no, you're not going to have it. You believe it? You see, the spirit, of, the spirit that we are fighting against is the Antichrist spirit. The spirit of Antichrist, which is the spirit against truths. Wrong being called right. The spirit of rebellion, which is defiance of authority, disobedience. The spirit of Herod, which entices our children to live a life of immorality. We've got to see these spirits and identify these spirits. And so, Lord, I see Junior, there's a little way they're leaning. Or I, I see my, even my grown children, there's a certain way they're leaning. And I know they're married, but God, as a godly mother or a godly father, I have to tell them the truth. Because they are my heritage. They are my seeds. They're my heritage. You believe it, friends? 
Listen, we don't need to be peers to our families. We need to be parents to our families. Be leaders in our homes. You believe it? You see the spirit of Jezebel which attacks our young ladies to conform to a Laodicea lifestyle. We have the spirit of Absalom which is hatred and bitterness. Children speaking in defiance towards parents. All these spirits and many more have been unleashed on our heritage. You believe it? Hallelujah. God's blessed me with some good children. I thank the Lord for that. But you see, we are, we're not, we are not, because, uh, because we're, we are Levi's children and, and family, don't mean that we're expelled from uh, the same pressure that you have to face. There's times I have to say to my wife, you can't have them talk to you that way. You can't, I don't care what it is. You can't have that spirit defy you as a mother. You have to do it and speak the truth and love. They may not talk to you for a day or two, but they'll remember who mama is. They'll remember who father is. You believe it? Hallelujah. You see, our families are being entangled and indoctrinated, incorporated, inducted into a world of misguided uh, ambitions. And it's up to us as parents to re-sculpture their future. David said in the book of Psalms, your children are like an arrow, like an arrow in your quiver. Meaning that you have the ability to put them into your bow and to shoot them in the direction that is godly and is holy. You have the power of your heritage. I don't care if they're young or they're old. You have the power to shoot them in the right direction. You believe it tonight? Listen, I know this message is not just here for this congregation. It goes everywhere. But I believe the voice of God is speaking to us. And you've got to hear the voice of God tonight. You believe it? I believe that tonight uh, we see many things that we're having to fight against. We see the spirit that is moving in this age. Unbridled passion, ungodly living, uh, immoral actions. And it's up to us as parents to fight the battle against the spirit and culture of this world. And how do we do it? With the Holy Ghost and the revealed word of the hour. You don't need to be sitting back, friends. When you be rising up, hallelujah. Rising up, Lord, save my son, save my daughter. Help my grandchildren. I'm constantly watching, friends. I'm constantly watching. I watch over my heritage. I watch over my little grandchildren. I watch my little granddaughters. I look for every little thing in them. Anytime I see a little trait or a little something coming up, amen, I'm willing to lay my hands on them and pray over their lives. Because you understand that things pass on from one generation to another. Generational curses. They don't want to kill that spirit while it's in its infancy. You believe it? We need, we need watchful eyes. We need watchful eyes for our family. You believe it? How we handle situations with, uh, within our family is a paramount of how our heritage will turn out uh, this evening. You believe that? Satan is subtle, 
He brings about circumstances and temptations that does seem to have, does not seem to have an immediate effect. He does. He knows how to sugarcoat circumstances and situations that doesn't have an immediate negative effect. Like indulging in social networking, you need a filter today. You need a filter today. Listen, God has told me to stay on this line and to preach on these things. Because I'm not just dealing with small spirits anymore. I'm dealing with perverted spirits. I'm dealing with boys fighting homosexuality and girls fighting lesbianism. And I'm going to stand here and preach against it. I'm going to stand and preach against it. Girls now from the age of 14 to 16 are considered in the world experience who have had, had sex over and over multiple times and consider mature women. And Satan is not after them now. You know who's after? The ages from 8 to 10. And these are the boys that are struggling within our churches, struggling with gender, uh, gender uh, sides, who really they are a man or a woman. You say, in our message, church, exactly right. Yes, they're struggling with gender crossover because they're thought it's and they're listening to it. And the YouTube uncensored videos are telling them it's all right. That they can choose to be a man and love a man and be a woman in a man's body. Are you with me now? Hallelujah. This is the reason the young girls, teenagers in this message, they become so disgusted with just men and, they're become, and the boys have become disgusted with women because from the age of 14 on to about 16, they've done indulge in so many things. And he said, well, my kids are innocent. You better watch out what they're, what they're facing with. Amen. They're dealing with serious stuff. The age of the coming of the Lord is an age of perversion. As it was in the days of Noah, they were eating and marrying and giving in marriage. Changing their natural use to that which is ungodly. Turning to unnatural affections. We're dealing with the spirit in our message. I might as well deal with it in the church. This spirit is pressed into the church. Amen. Young boys and young girls are, are dealing with this pressure. You wouldn't believe some of the confession I have of these young people and things they're struggling with. God have mercy. May God help us to stand up as preachers, as parents, and say, you know what? We are going to take them back. We are going to have them back. We're going to have them back. The entire media world, the entire commercial world has so commercialized everything that becomes so perverted. Everything is him and him, her and her. The entire world is pushing in that direction. We're not just dealing with our children now living in adultery. We're dealing with them crossing the line of natural, uh, natural affection into perverted a stream. You believe it? You better be pushing back. You better be standing together with the preacher and say, we are going to stand for what is right. Young people never think of the negative effect of things, you know. 
And the devil will tell them, you never know who, uh, who you are going to fall in love with. You know, I'm a girl and I can fall in love with a girl. And I'm a guy and I can fall in love with a guy. It's okay. They think that there's no immediate effect on these things. Because the world is pushing it. My wife and I, we were just, just the other day, we were sitting uh, somewhere just having some lunch. And uh, two, two, two guys sitting right in front of us, hugging each, each other, kissing on each other. We left there somewhere else. We were the same thing. Two girls uh, carrying on just in public affair. And you see, Satan is trying to desensitize your minds. He's trying to get you to become accustomed to that. And when you drop your standard and neutralize to it, then he's invading not just your minds, but your families. You believe it? However, the devil knows that a man that lied with a man or a woman that lied with a woman is an abomination unto the Lord. That's immediate. That's immediate tonight. The Bible said a man that lied with a man and a woman with a woman is an abomination to the Lord. That's immediate. You believe it? Hallelujah. Listen, friends, you've got loved ones, many of you, that's not in church. You better be praying the Holy Ghost on them. You better be praying that that perversion spirit don't get on their lives. And he said, oh, well, my daughter, my son, they're married. You better watch out. I have heard just recently, I'm talking about message folks, couples in the message that are leaving, young couples are leaving their spouse because she found another girl online and he found another man online in the message. Sorry to mess up your mind, but the thing is crept in amongst us. Can I, can I preach to you, friends? Can I just tell you the truth and be honest with you and encourage you? You've got young couples in this church. We need to be praying for their sanity and their purity and their spirituality. You believe it? Where is thy strength gone, Samson? 1959, July the 2nd. Brother Ram said that's the first step of backsliding, I believe, tonight. That is the first step of backsliding to the church when it begins to flirt with the unbeliever. This Philistine woman was an unbeliever. And Samson was attracted to her beauty. And I think the church has did a great deal of that. Being attracted as it been. I uh, begin to flirt with the world. To try to pattern itself after the world. We're, we're in Laosia, but we're not of Laosia. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We don't need to see how close we can blend in. We need to see how, uh, how much we can stand out. We're not trying to blend in. We're trying to stand out. We are carrying a light. We are witnesses of a light. We are carriers of a great light in this age. You believe it, friends? You understand? I know where I stand. I understand the pressure of the age. I know there's some things we can't change. But as your pastor, I must give you the heads up. You believe that? What an age we live in. What a time. What a life. Brother Bram said we begin to flirt with the world and try to pattern itself after the world. And what about parents who wants to keep their profession and still flirt with the sodomite devils? God help us. Lord, help us this evening. Help us, oh God. 
God has given us a clean church, friends. He's given us good people in this church. But you know, the devil's not going to let us stay that way. Brad Bram said, as Christ is a mystery of God revealed, Satan wouldn't let us stay that way. He's going to send some kind of spirit in our church and amongst us that try to divide the body of Christ. But he said, stay with the words. You believe it? Stay with your pastor. If he's preaching the word, stay with him. You believe it now? Satan don't like this. He doesn't like this kind of preaching. He don't like me preaching, amen, and taking up for you and taking your side. He doesn't like me exposing him in the church. But I'm here as a watchman to expose Satan tonight. You believe it? Amen. Elijah, in the meal offering, 1960, March the 10th, he says, talk about running around with the world and flirting with the world. Then expect to see angels and have miracles done. It's out of God's program. Lord, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. I ask God every single day, and I'll confess it before you. The people of God here, Lord, take lies out of me. Take lust out of me. Take, take deception out of me. Take every perversion out of me. Take all these filth out of my life and make me a worthy servant of God with clean hands that will handle this church. You believe it, friends? I believe that's what we need. That's what you want for a pastor. A man that's got clean hands. No, he's not perfect, but he's constantly under the filter of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, keep me sanctified. Keep me sanctified. Oh, we used to sing a song years ago. I still sing it when I get up in the morning. I'm not a singer, but my wife has to put up with me. Amen. Keep me true. Lord Jesus, keep me true. There's a race to be run. There's victories to be won. Give me power every hour. Keep me true, Lord. You believe that? You see, I want to say this evening, abomination is that which is exceptionally unacceptable to God. Satan is slowly poisoning the minds of our families. Understand that small dosages of poison over a period of time will kill you. It will kill you. That's right. It will kill you. And Satan knows not to just give you one big dose to kill you. You will recognize his tactics and his devices. So he slowly erodes into our family with small dosages of poison. You believe it? What are parents doing in this age? Amen. to stop all of this. What are parents going to do about the, the relentless attack on their heritage? Uh, we, we need open conversation about spiritual matters, friends. We need, uh, we need open conversation about spiritual matters. What are we doing? Satan won our heritage. But we need open conversation about spiritual matters in our homes. You know, we, we've just become so common to our kids because we've kid around with them so much. We've joked around with them so much. We've neutralized ourselves to their level so much that it seems almost awkward to talk about spiritual things. It ought not to be like that. You mothers ought to take your daughters out for lunch and, and say, honey, how are you doing? How, uh, is there anything bothering you? Is there something I can do for you? Is there something I can pray with you about? 
You ought to take your sons out and say, look, we have been joking around long enough. What's going on in your life? Is there something we need to talk about? What are parents doing about the relentless attack on their heritage? We can't blame it all on Satan. We can't throw off on Satan any longer. We have to take accountability for our heritage and say, look, it's been long enough. And I'm not going to be pushed back by you. And I'm not going to be intimidated by you. And I know you're going to blow up and get mad at me and tell me that you're an adult. I'm an adult too. And it's good for two adults to sit down and reason about the things of God. You believe it? Make Christ a point of discussion in your family time. Raise up a centerpiece, amen, in the midst of your family time. Raise up some spiritual things and talk about it. I love that. Amen, amongst Christians, they love to talk about the Lord. They love to talk about the Lord. Amen, raise up godly conversations purposefully. Amen, raise up godly centerpiece amongst your family. Let's talk about this. Amen. You believe that? Oh, I, I don't think that your children are going to think you're kind of weird or you're trying to be some religious fanatic simply because you want to talk about the things of God. I think they'll respect you for it. I think they'll come to you with their questions and ask you godly questions. And I believe we should be as parents ready to receive them. You believe that? Make Christ a point of discussion in your family time. The Bible said, all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. You believe that? All thy heritage shall be taught of the Lord. You need to teach them the ways of God. You believe it? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you young couples, you need, you need to understand that little junior, when they're pitching fits, it's time to, it's time to take action. And you parents, you moms that are, that, are, that are over your heritage, you need to pass these instructions onto your children and teach them the ways of God. You believe that? You realize when you let these little children pitch fits and throw in the ground that demons enter into them? You know that, don't you? What about spiritual people in the church? When are they going to throw themselves, amen, and pitch a fit because truth is preached? Then it's my duty, unpleasant duty, to have to say, no, we can't have that. We're Christians in this church. Set the example before them tonight. Or can I overcome 1963, August the 25th, in the morning service? Now, friends, I told you, I've been warning you for months. I'm going to come back in the family for a little while. Now, these are not things that, that are new to you. You've heard me preach on these things for years and years and decades. We're going on in three decades as pastoral ministry in this church and worldwide. And these things have got to be rehearsed, not because you've heard them before, but we have a generation that's coming up that needs to hear it. You believe it? How can I overcome? Red Bram said, she's a preacher to them little children. Our life is an example. Dad is an example to mother where he is the head of the house. She's a preacher to them children. And you say children, oh, that's little children. I'm talking about grown children. I don't care if they've got kids and they've got grandkids. As long as you're alive, they're your heritage. And if you see something that's there, I say, I know, understand about boundaries. I understand about family boundaries. But I think Satan sometimes uses that to intimidate us. 
as parents to lay the truth down of what needs to be. You believe it? That she's a preacher to them little children. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't want people on YouTube preaching to my grandchildren or to my daughters or my son. Amen. I want, I want to be an example to them. The world don't need to be indoctrinating them in the ways of society today. We have holiness and righteousness. We have the word. You believe it? Change their environments. What environments are you teaching them is vital this evening. Change your environments. Hallelujah. In a message, Influence of Another Night in a 62, in uh, October the 13th, Brother Brown said, Oh, your family is what you are. You raise your child in a certain environment. It's got a 98% better chance to go right than it has if you bring it up in the wrong way. You believe that? Change the environments. Change the places that you're going. I'm talking about from infants to grown children. Change the atmosphere. You have the power as parents. You know, the, the, the motherhood, the, the, the power and the mother, the, the backbone of our nation, motherhood has been broken. That's right. This is what causes, this is what changes the course of nature. It's a mother's. A mother's got the power to form the destiny of a child. She's got the power to bring a preacher to the pulpit that will deliver souls from the pits of hell. She has the power to speak prophetic word over her heritage. Speak the word of God tonight. You believe it? What they're mostly involved in will affect their spiritual relationship with God. You have the power to change their environments. Praise the Lord. Amen. We have that, we have that power within us to change the environment that's around us. Change the atmosphere that's around us. The environment that we are struggling with. If it's not a healthy environment, you need to change environments. You understand what I'm saying? If the environment is causing grief and sorrow in your family, change the environments. It may not be what you want to do or like to do, but you do it for your heritage's sake. You believe it? Praise God. We have grown children today. Soon we're getting ready to be empty nesters. But I'll tell you what, we've been around for a little while. And Deanna and I, we have had many, many plans to do many things. Many evenings we plan to do a little something, just the two, and I, two of us. But there's times when we see certain numbers come up on our phone. You know, we know we better pay attention because our heritage needs us. Our heritage needs us. They need us more than we, we realize. They need us more than our plans. As parents, we realize that we, don't, we, we, we are owned by our children. Everybody say amen. amen. We are owned by our children. Our children own us. You'll come to that revelation soon if you really love them. And soon they're going to start telling you where to eat, when to eat, what to wear. But you love them anyhow. Is that correct? You love them anyhow. Exactly right. 
And you learn to change your own way for their way. Is that correct? I know, Brother Matt. I know you're facing it. You're in Sister Christy. Hey, man, when Kyle calls you up and you got plans to go somewhere and suddenly, you know, you want something, you drop everything you're doing and you run. You know why? Because you love them. They are your heritage. And rightfully you should. When you bring children into this world, you've got a responsibility. And that responsibility never dies. You know, the, you, know, the, you, know, you know the approach we take is, well, they're out of the house. We're empty nester. They're responsible. They've got to take accountability for their own life. Absolutely not. You are their guide. You are their strongholds. And you will do whatever it takes to save their lives. If you have to run into a building that's burning with fire to save their lives, you'll do it. Like the story Brother Bram talked about the one woman. Hallelujah. She looked like some kind of old hag. Amen. And a young girl. Amen. I was there with her friend and they were talking about the old mother. Amen. Why she's such a, a, a old, ugly hag and such like. And finally a woman walking past came past and, and said, you can talk all you want to about it. But this just child, this daughter didn't have the gumption to speak up for what is truth. So when you were a baby and the house was on fire, she sacrificed her life, ran into the house and wrapped you in wet blanket and brought you out. And because of that, she's got all those scars on her face. And she is the one that has saved you. Friends, let me say this. You will go to the extent where your families. I said we catch the revelation of all of that and work as hard as we can for our children. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And let me, let me throw something else in there too. I hear this, these old sayings from people is, uh, well, when my, my children die, I'm going to leave everything up to them. Who, who wants to leave everything they have for their children to enjoy and they can't even see it? Whatever I have right now, I want my kids to see it. I want my kids to have it. I want to share what I have with my, with my heritage. Praise God. I'd rather live and see the blessings of God on my family now that when I die, I can't see it. You know, we have these, these old conceptions are mine, you know. Well, our children, what I have is mine, and all mine is mine, and all thine is thine. All that I have is my kids. My spirituality, my life, my home, my prayer life, my preaching, my everything belongs to my heritage. Praise God. And I'm not waiting until I die for them to enjoy that. I'll give them what I got right now. That's what a real parents will do. Brother Ned, I know you'll do the same thing. Amen. You'll go to the ends of the world for them. As Mama used to say, I'm not going to trade my bad for anybody's good. Because I don't know what your good is like. So don't talk about my bad. Praise God. I'm preaching tonight. I'm telling you the truth tonight. Give them the best that you can give them. Praise God anyhow. Praise the Lord Jesus. What they're most involved in will affect their spiritual relationship with God. And never back down from holy standards. 
You see, the generation is being brainwashed by the devil's devices. And all you find on today's movies are witchcraft, vampires, pornography, homosexuality, and lesbianism. And we, the people of God, are having to sit and filter through that. Be real now, friends. You know I love you. I'm, I'm not taking away your entertainment. I'm not taking away your social networking. I'm just telling you, be careful. You need to be alarmed. You need a voice against these things. And it so happened that God has chosen my voice tonight. You see, this stuff is dangerous to adults and especially to our heritage. It desensitizes people to the consequences of sin. You see, all these Hollywood movies and reality shows are designed to impregnate the minds of people with hatred and defiance against God. They're teaching people to experiment with unlawful acts and become sex-obsessed. And God is saying there's a right way. The bed is undefiled. Marriage is honorable. And the bed undefiled. You believe it tonight? The media world is sadly creating a false and dangerous expectation of what life should be like. And all the effects and deficiencies of our warped side society has now rolled into our homes and churches. When you preach like this, people don't want to hear it. You know what they call it? Legalism. Since when holiness is legalism, friends. We have a generation now who are unstable and dysfunctional because parents are dysfunctional. Find yourself and your family will find where you're at. You believe it, friends. You're like vagabonds going from place to place, restless. The message doesn't teach and support such things. Have you ever seen an age... Where people are just in a generation so unstable and dysfunctional. No stability anymore. No anchor. Paul says there's four anchors. You need to anchor your soul in the heaven of rest. Anchor in Jesus Christ. Anchor in the church that's preaching the word of God. Anchor with family that have the Holy Ghost. You believe it, friends. The spirit has consequently spilled over into our young people. Brother Brown said, what, what house will you build me? Our young people just ride around from place to place, from show to show, uh, drifting further and further away from God. You see, I believe, though, that we have some parents who are ready to uh, take back their heritage. Lord, I'm taking back my heritage. I'm taking back my family. And the more you pray and the more you take your stand, Satan is going to paint some pictures before you and he's going to show you how bad they are and how, how far they have drifted. That's a good sign. They're on their way back. The lower they fall, the deeper God can reach down for them. You believe it? I don't care how low they fall, God's grace can scoop them right up out of the miry clay. Do you believe it? If you raise them in this church and raise them under this ministry, then you've got a right to claim them in Jesus' name. You believe it? We have some fathers, I believe, this evening, young people in this church who are willing to sell out and serve God wholeheartedly. 
I believe we have them. I'm speaking to the heritage of God. I'm speaking to the family of God here this morning who are willing to sell out for their families. You believe that? Oh, I love it. You know, I kind of felt that earlier when I said that about your children and just spoiling your children. You know, that's a quote, by the way. Brother Bram said that's why you bring children into this world is to spoil them. Praise the Lord anyhow. You want a quote, so I'm giving you quotes. Praise the Lord. I, I love my children. I love my in-laws. Getting ready to gain another wonderful, amen, young, young man. I love them. Amen. I, I love them with the love of God. And, and I pray that God will just, I love that, that, not just for them, but for you and the family of God. But we, we stand together and we pull together as a family. And we draw strength from one another. You believe that? I believe that we're living in a time where we're coming to see these fulfillments. And Queen of the South, Brother Bram said, 1960, July the 10th, looked like a girl uh, just at the crossroad of life. God bless you, young lady. When this teenage, uh, a reckless age of rock and roll and stuff going on, you've taken the choice, the right road uh, for Christ. May God ever bless you sisters. God bless you, Abby. I see you singing up here for Jesus. God bless you, Nora. I see you singing up here for Jesus. I see these young people standing for Christ. We need to cheer them on. You believe it? Part of me, they don't need our criticism. Amen. Sometimes you got to look the other way and say, Lord, forgive them, Lord. Amen. Lord, forgive them, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, forgive them. And you'll see what God will do in their lives. By Bartimaeus, that's wonderful. Young people coming to reckless teenage. Yet I'm so glad that we still got some young people that's got a heart open for the Holy Spirit yet. Aren't you glad we've got young people, amen, and your children that still got a heart for God. If they're coming to church, they've got a heart for God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, they may not be where they need to be, but they're being in the right place they need to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Joseph, such and such is doing that. And never mind. If they're in church, thank God they're in church. If they come to church, thank God they're sitting under the preaching. You believe it? Hallelujah. Because the word of God is like a hammer on the rock. It knows how to break those spirits. You just catch them, and I'll clean them. Amen. You just catch them, and I'll clean them. You believe it? Hallelujah. And blame it on me. Amen. Blame it on me. Praise God. Let me affirm the fathers and the young people of this church a moment. The Apostle John says, I write unto you fathers. Because ye have known him that was from the beginning. I write unto you, young man, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I write unto you, fathers, amen, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young man, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you. He have overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. God says that about you fathers and about your heritage. 
that they have overcome the wicked one. You believe it? And I know you can overcome with the help of your parents and proper, our proper word-based church. You need to understand the importance, two things, two decisions you're going to make in your life that is vitally detrimental to your future. The person you marry and the church that you're going to. Because churches carry spirits. And you need to be under a word-based church. You believe that? That preached Jesus Christ. That preached the blood of Jesus Christ. That preached and the redemption in the name of Jesus. You believe that? Hallelujah. God help us this evening. Yes, our devices, screens, our device screens are filled with witchcrafts. Can you say amen? I'm coming to a close. You see, witchcraft, witchcraft is a rebellion rooted in paganism and Satanism, which denies the God of the Bible and our Lord Jesus Christ. Witchcraft involves the manipulation of demonic hosts through incarnation and casting of spells. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't suffer with witchcraft. The Bible said that rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. You see, devils can enter through the eyes. This is why it is important what you feast on this this evening. You believe it? And I say you may not be carrying a demonic spirit uh, 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 like you think, but if you look carefully. And you look at your pattern and look at your attitude and look at your demeanor and look at your reaction. Then you're going to realize quickly you're carrying a spirit. You may be carrying a demonic spirit that needs to be cast out. Hello, church. Some devils you can't just pray away. Some devils you can't just say, oh, I'm sorry about it. You need that devil cast out of your life. You believe it? I'm speaking about witchcraft in the end time churches. Some of you look at me shocked. Oh, we are a message. We're the bride. Well, the devil was right where Jesus was. Them two spirits are always side by side. You believe it, church? You see, engaging in any sin, including sorcery, opens one to demonic op- op- oppression with persistent sinful conduct, obsession in their lives. You understand what I'm saying? And you can rationalize that you're not engaged in witchcraft, but merely are being entertained by certain books or movies. This is dangerous and detrimental to your spiritual growth. If nothing out of it is coming out that is a virtue, then it is of none effect in your life. You believe it? Friends, when you watch these YouTube uncensored videos and reality shows that are loaded with satanic defilements and uh, impregnation uh, of things, it brings these spirits into your being and impregnate your minds. That creates sleepless nights. You believe it? These satanic forces then gain entrance into your bodies through sleepless nights. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying you got demons in you, but I'm saying if you're here tonight and you find yourself wrestling that you cannot sleep and tormented, you better watch out and you better check it and give it the acid test to see if that isn't a spirit of witchcraft. 
that needs to be cast out. They make you, they make you feel very, very uh, worthless. They make you feel unworthy. They make you feel defiled. They make you feel like you're not even a Christian. They make you feel like you're not good enough. That's the spirit of witchcraft. And you need to ask God to deliver you from that uh, uh, obsession. You believe it? They make you and your heritage become disobedient and and rebellious. They do. They'll make you disobedient and rebellious. This is how Satan gains a foothold into your heritage. You see, it prompts you to become uh, defiant and disrespectful to headship and the leadership of a godly pastor. It really does. It really does. It causes you to be disrespectful and defiant to a godly pastor. You honestly think that I would come up here and just try to preach messages that was purposefully uh, hurt you? You honestly think that I will bring a message that will try to just uh, make you feel uh, horrible and, and de-Christianize you? Absolutely not. I'm here to, I'm here to, uh, to defuse the enemy that's trying to attack you and your heritage tonight. All these borderline social networking would propagate uh, things into your spirits that will cause all these uh, uh, things to come into your minds. All these things, uh, uh, these prerogative nudities uh, that, that you see, friends, they're not innocent. You understand that? They're not innocent. They're the enemy. Satan bringing them in to cause you to to detour from the things of God. All these borderline social uh, networking networking with these these prerogative suggestions of of, of foul languages and profanity. You know, God hates profanity. God hates profanity. And when you, when you begin to entertain profanity and unity, and unity is nothing less than advanced course and fornication, rebellion, substance abuse, immorality, thought living, and total rebellion. Your spirits are coming in that are uncensored. I say, friends, you put a filter on it. We now have a generation of people, young and old, who are desensitized, degraded, and searching for a false hope in the wrong place. Parents and all people, your only hope is in Jesus Christ. Your only hope is in the Lord. You believe that? Saints, I want to say tonight that the best defense is your strong offense, and that is the unadulterated word of God. You see, by the voice of truth against this hellish world we live in today, that is your offense. That is your offense against the hellish things that are coming into our world. Give your heritage the word by living it. Give your heritage the word by living it. As our musicians come, give them the word by living it. Stand against this new age movement that wants to brainwash us in our heritage and make us blend in. 
Satan wants to indoctrinate us to the ways of Babylon. Teach your family the fear of the Lord. Teach them morality. You believe it? Teach them godliness. Teach them that God's face is against them when they do evil. Teach them the Lord is a deliverer out of troubles. Teach them to have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Teach them how to come to the altar and cry out to our Lord. Mothers and fathers of your heritage, your young and your old, your married and your single, you have the ability, hallelujah, to change the course of their destiny. By the way, that you model Christ before them this evening. May God help us. I just told my wife, you know, y'all know I'm busy. I'm always doing something. I, I, my mind never rests. Amen. I'm always into something. If I'm not here at the church working, I'm working on some project. I'm working on some sermon. I've got other projects going on, different states and other things happening. And I'm always, you know why? Because I want to stay busy doing something productive. I don't never want to be found with an idle mind. The Bible said it is the devil's workshop. I think that's the problem we have. That's why I love Brother Matt so much. He's always busy. See, him and I have an understanding. If I text him, I don't hear from him. I know he's busy. He's going to call me back. If he calls me, I don't answer. I know he's going to get back to me. We have an understanding because we are busy. Even doing something. Praise God. Always doing something. You see, when God puts people together, he puts the dynamites together. Even because he knows they're going to accomplish something for the kingdom of God. You believe that? You love him. Taking sides with Jesus. Let me close by saying this. There's going to be, there's going to be more required where you have to answer for a church. That's me. Where you have to answer for your family. You believe that? Speaking about Abraham Lincoln, influence of another 1962, uh, uh, November the 13th, if there's anything I want to give praise to, he said, is, uh, uh, or my life was influenced by a godly mother who thought me, praise God. Don't stop being that influence, even if your heritage are married out of your house have a family of their own, keep being that influence. Brother Brown said this, in God's only place of worship, 1965, November the 25th, in the evening service. Now, the family of God, obey the order of the family. Amen? The family of God obeys the order of the father of the family. Praise God. Come on now. You are the father of your family. You're not the dictator of your family, but you're the father of your families. What kind of order do you have with your heritage? As I said earlier, they're not your pairs. They are your children. They are your heritage. Now bring order to them. They are your children, your heritage. Bring order to them because Satan wants your heritage tonight. We have to step up in our games, friends. We have to step up in our games and say, you know what? I'm the father of my family, and I've got to do something. I'm the mother of my family, and I've got to do something. Look, this message is not intended to bring conviction. This message is, in, is intended to give you power and equip you 
to stand up and to say, Lord God, I, 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 I'm not wasting time. I'm not wasting time. I'm, not, I'm getting older every day. Have, days, have, you, have you noticed how quick the weeks are going by? Before you turn Sunday, it's Wednesday. Before Wednesday, it's Sunday. There's times limited, friends. We've got to work quick, hustle, hurry, hurry, hurry like you never before. You've got to bring back your heritage. You understand? Satan wants your heritage. You've got to work as hard as you can to bring them back into the fold. You believe that? God bless you. I love you. Let's all stand together this evening. What a blessing to speak to you. May God help each and every one of us. May God give us wisdom and may God help us and equip us, amen, to know, to make us tactful, to, to make us, the Bible said, to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Sometimes you have to be that. Sometimes you have to know how to talk to people. You have to know how to approach circumstances. And you got to be willing to be, uh, to be teachable, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait down on my knees. Teach me, Lord. Teach me how to move. Teach me how to conduct myself, how to live for you in an age that everything is moving so rapidly. May God help us is my prayer uh, this evening. Do you love the Lord? I know you love your family. I know you love your heritage. I know you love your children. I know you love your grandchildren. This is why I preach like this. Praise the Lord. You know why? Because that is the only thing that matters to you in this life. Because your eternal destination has already been taken care of. It's up to us to see our families through and to bring back our families in whatever, whatever state it takes. Satan wants your heritage, but say no to Satan tonight. So Satan, you're not going to have them. I'm going to take them back in Jesus' name. My brother, my sister, my uncle, my aunt, my children, my grandfather, whoever it is, they're coming back in Jesus' name. you believe that? What if we didn't preach like this? You see, that's the attitude we have in the message. Oh, there must be serpent seed. How do you know that? Amen. Well, they're too far gone. You are never too far gone. As I've always said, if you can pick up a glass of water and you can fog that glass up, that still lets me know you've got hope because there's life inside of you. Is that correct? As long as people have got life in them, they're never too far gone. You believe it, friends? There's always hope for humanity. And I have hope for your children. I have hope for your inheritance. I have hope for your heritage. And I stand beside you to know and let you know that we are going to make it by the grace of God. Amen. Let's sing a song. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Took back, took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. I went down, went down. to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. I went down. Stole from me. He's on.
believe it? Are you going to go down to Ziglag? Hallelujah. And take back everything the enemy has stole from you. What David prayed and said, Lord, should I go? He said, go and you shall recover all. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready to go in Jesus' name and recover all? I claim all your children in Jesus' name. He said, oh, Brother Joseph, I heard that before. Well, I claim it over again. And you're going to keep hearing me saying it until I have the last breath in my body. They're coming in. You believe me? They're coming in. I don't care if they're on drugs. I don't care what they've turned to. I don't care where they're at. They're coming in Jesus' name. You believe it. God bless you. I love you with the love of the Lord. And we'll just look forward to what God has in store for us. Let's come fired up here. The Lord willing on Sunday morning. And I'm going to continue preaching. Is this all right? Hallelujah. You appreciate him. My, thank God for families. Thank God for each and every one of you. I love you all with the love of God. I love you all with precious, divine Godly, agape love. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we have come now to the close of the service. This sermon has been preached. I've delivered what you've placed upon my heart to help the families here that is in our gates. I pray, Lord, that I've given them ammunition and equipped them to know how to wheel against the wild of the enemy that will try to come against their heritage. You said, Lord, that our heritage is ours, Lord, for our children is our heritage. I love them, Lord. I love the people of God here, Lord, and I pray that you'll continue to bless them and bless their families. Encourage them tonight, Lord. We see the dark, insidious cloud of the enemy spreading and moving rapidly. But, Lord, we're not afraid. We know who stands beside us. For we're shelter safe beneath the arms of God. Watch over us, Lord. Bring us back at the appointed time. We love you with the love of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, amen and amen. God bless you online until we meet Sunday morning in Jesus' name. I want to ask you this quickly.